of Orange Nation on ESPN Radio 97.7 and 100.1. We go until 2 o'clock. We got a couple guests lined up for you. Of course, SU basketball tonight against Buffalo. And uh, we'll get you ready for it. Shannon Shepard from Mountain Buffalo, formerly of News Channel 9. Uh, she will join us from WIVB, a sports reporter out in Buffalo, to talk uh, Buffalo basketball and, and a little St. Bonaventure to, to get you familiar with these next two mid-major opponents for the Orange. Uh, we'll have Brian Higgins on, uh, not from Las Vegas, but Brian Higgins will join us nonetheless. That's coming up at about 1 o'clock. Shannon Shepard at, at about 1230. Uh, Brian will be doing the game tonight on the TV side. Uh, for SU and Buffalo. Uh, but that's where we start. That's where we start. Syracuse and Buffalo tonight. Of course, if you want to chime in, 315-437-7644 on Twitter, at Seth Goldberg 17 There are many ways you could be listening to the program, enjoying the program today, and, of course, on ESPN Radio 97.7, online, ESPNSyracuse.com, the ESPN app, and, of course, now Facebook Live. We are starting to Facebook Live our, our shows. Uh, so you can not only uh, listen, uh, but you can see me sitting here at a table talking to you. So if you would like to do that, uh, do that. But we start with Syracuse basketball. We start with Syracuse Buffalo uh, because, of course, that is the topic of the day. That is what's coming up next for this Orange team. And... As I look at this game, uh, I look at this game a lot like Iona, a lot like Texas Southern, a lot like Oakland, a lot like, you know, those earlier non-conference games. Should be a solid opponent, right? A team pick to finish top of the MAC, right? Up in that upper echelon of that conference. Pick to, to win that conference by many. You know, I, I look at it as that. But go win. Right? It's it's a solid mid-major. Right now on, on KenPom.com, they're 129th in the country, according to the KenPom ratings. Uh, go win this game. Right? Go win this game. It's not a resume builder, but, you know, at the end of the year, it very well could be a win against a team in the field. It very well could be, you know, a top 100 or so win by some metrics. Right? So go win this game. Take care of business on your home court. Get another non-conference win. Keep this train rolling that you've started and, and grown here for for your season. And you know what? If you want to use Kempom, if you want to use RPI, there, there are a number of different metrics. But based on RPI, Buffalo and St. Bonaventure will be the second and third toughest non-conference games for the Orange this season. Just behind Kansas. So... You can laugh at it. You could you can you know wave them off and shoo them off as hey it's Buffalo, no biggie. Hey, it's St. Bonaventure, no biggie. Uh but I think this week is going to be a test for the Orange. I think this week is going to uh challenge SU just a little bit 
And if SU makes it through this week unscathed and picks up a couple more good wins, uh, you know, against the Buffalo and St. Bonaventure, then I think you talk about uh, the top 25 and the AP poll. But, you know, right now when we, we talked about that yesterday a little bit, uh, I get why they're not getting recognition in the AP poll. I, I get why they're not getting love from the AP voters. And that's because, you know, they, they needed, uh, well, they needed a furious comeback to, to beat Georgetown, who's not that great a team, right? Not that great a team. Uh, they needed a furious comeback to beat them. And they've got one top 100 win, and that's Maryland. So I, I understand why they're not feeling the love right now. But beat Buffalo, beat St. Bonaventure, and then you might be in that conversation, which makes tonight's game, I think, really important. I think you've got to win this game, and you've got to look semi-convincing doing it, right? You, you've got to look semi-convincing. And I know that in the end, you looked convincing enough in in that Georgetown game. By the end of that, you, you, you were up by, you know, seven, eight points. You won by seven. You you dominated the last ten minutes, including overtime of that game. You are purely dominant. But with that being said, I think you need a couple more convincing wins. I think you need a couple of wins that just leave no doubt. A couple of wins that, you know, you you take care of your business and you go out and you win them comfortably. You win them by 10 points, 12 points, 15 points. And I think you might have an opportunity for that today. What's it going to take to get a win? We've seen that. We, we've been asking that question out of Syracuse this year. What's it going to take to get a win? On Saturday, it took a phenomenal game from O'Shea Brissett, his best of his college career. It took a great game from Ty's battle, setting a new career high. It took a very good game from Frank Howard. Sure, there were issues with his game, and, and he turned the ball over seven times, and I've got problems with some of the shots he took, but he played well overall, right? What's it going to take to get wins over Buffalo, St. Bonaventure, Eastern Michigan? Is it going to take that kind of effort? And you would hope not. You would hope it doesn't take that same kind of Herculean effort out of those three. But is that what this team is? Is that where this team is right now? Do they need that kind of effort out of those three day in, day out? And if they don't get the if they don't get that performance, will they struggle? I think that's the question that we have to ask. And that's what I'm going to be looking for tonight. If Syracuse does not get that kind of performance. If Syracuse does not get outstanding offensive performances from two of those three and a very, very good game out of the third, are they in trouble against even good mid-major teams? Is there somebody else who can step up and do something, anything, for this team? Is there a fourth guy, a fifth guy, who can score a little bit for this Syracuse Orange team. And if there is, if that develops, then they can become a dangerous team, a good team. But until that happens, I just don't see it. And Steve asked yesterday, and we batted it back and forth a little bit, is it sustainable? Is it sustainable to rely almost solely on O'Shea Brissett, Tyus Battle, Frank Howard 
for your lone source of offense. And part of me says, yeah, sure. Right? Sure it is. Teams do that all the time. Teams play with three guys on offense all the time, and it works. But it seems like they've only always got somebody else who can hit a shot. Somebody else who will contribute. Two guys who are hanging around 8 to 10 points per game. And this team does not have that. This team does not have that. They don't have a knockdown shooter outside of those three that can stand in the corner and take a pass as Frank Howard drives, as Tyus Battle drives, as O'Shea Brissett drives. Right? Matthew Moyer is not knocking down corner threes. Merrick Dolajai is not knocking down corner threes. That is up to these three. They've got to score the points for SU. We saw that Saturday. We saw it, you know, last week against UConn. We saw it all season long. Those three need to score the points for Syracuse to be successful. And I think we're going to see that all season long. I think we're going to get a taste of that all season long. The question is, how can you change this? How can you better this offense? How can you fix some of these things that have ailed this team early, whether that is a rough time uh, in the half-court offense? Right? How can you remedy a, a, a mediocre to bad half-court offense? Well, you can get out and run some more. And I think that's something that I'm surprised we haven't seen so far. And that might get more points for Marek Dolezal. That might get more points for Matthew Moyer, lessen the load on Ty's battle and O'Shea Brissett and Frank Howard just a little bit if you can get out and run and get some easy buckets. And if you look at Ken Pomeroy's stats, if you look at their tempo, their adjusted tempo, they're 329th in the country in adjusted tempo. That is very near the bottom. They play one of the slowest games in the country right now. And I think that's surprising. I think that's something that we didn't expect coming into this year. I thought they would run a little bit more. They're a, they're a smaller team. They're a younger team. They're 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 a team that is you know guard dominant, so guard dominant, even more so than in the last few years. That I thought this team would get out and move, get out and run. Right, you know, last year was pretty guard dominant, but even so, you had Tyler Lydon, who was a great big man. Right. And and he could run, he can get out and move, but it, it may, you know, since you've got that post presence or a guy who could play down low, maybe it limits how much you want to run. You want to get him some some post touches. You know, you go back a couple of years, Rakeem Christmas was the focal point of your team. You're not necessarily running with Rock. You wanted to dump the ball down to him on the block. This team with your one, two, and three being your main options. Feels like a team that should be getting out and running. And I don't know if that's that they're not forcing enough turnovers. I don't know if it's that they 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 just like to play slow. It's a comfort thing. But I think we've seen so far over the course of this year, the half-court offense might struggle. And it came alive in the second half of the Georgetown game. Because O'Shea Brissett shot incredibly well. And Tyus Battle shot incredibly well. But is that sustainable? Is it sustainable 
for those two to shoot 55% from three in a game? I don't know. I don't know. I'm legitimately asking. I, I don't think it is. Right? Like, I don't think that is something you can count on day in and day out, week in and week out, especially once you get to the ACC schedule. So, how do you fix it? How do you remedy that? You've got to score your points somehow. So, if you're not shooting threes... You've got to play faster. You've got to still get your points. And I think we saw Syracuse starting to play faster in that Georgetown game. They sped up the Hoyas. They used the press to speed up that team. Do they carry that over to tonight? The press wasn't very good, but it sped them up. Do we see that again tonight? Well, I would hope not, right? I would hope not. I would hope you don't fall behind double digits to this Buffalo team. But if they do, do we see that press? Do we see this team speed up? Or do they keep trying to do what they've done for most of the season, which is try and play in the half court? I'm curious to see what happens. I'm curious to see how this team adjusts. And again, tonight, it's Buffalo. Uh, You know, they're picked to go and be a top in the MAC. But it's a game that you're Syracuse, you're playing in the Dome, you should probably win. Same with St. Bonaventure, by the way. And I I think Bonaventure's a pretty good team, probably a tournament team this year, and and quite possibly an at-large tournament team, you know, if things break their way. But uh, I think that these two games are games that you should win because you're Syracuse and you're playing in the Carrier Dome, and the question becomes, you know, what are we going to learn about this team this week? What are we going to learn about this team given these two days? These two games. And I think we're going to learn quite a bit. I think we're going to learn quite a bit. Why don't we take a break? We got Shannon Shepard coming up at 1230 from WIVB in Buffalo to talk about Buffalo basketball, talk a little bit about St. Bonventure as well. Of course, Shannon, formerly of News Channel 9. We'll take a break. We're coming back after this on ESPN Radio. Mike and Mike, 6 to 10 weekdays on ESPN 97.7, 100.1, 1200, and 1440 a.m. This is Orange Nation with Stephen Fonte and Seth Goldberg. Closing out our number one here on ESPN Radio. Seth Goldberg with you. Steve out on, a, out on assignment today with Channel 9. Uh, going back to the Facebook comments, we are on Facebook Live. Uh, Nick says, Seth for president, which I, I say thank you, uh, but no thank you. Is that Nick Maine? No. Oh. No, just it is a, not. Just a random Nick? Just Nick. Okay. Uh, and, and I will say that uh, I, I have to wait, I think, 10, 11 more years. So I got a while. I got a while. I mean, if Steve stopped, it would ever show up to work. He might be your VP, but if he's not, maybe I don't I'm know. right here. I'm available. <laughs> You're available. Uh, kind of fitting that Enter Sandman was playing. I know we hit. We because, were closing uh, out the hour. Right. That's why. Well, I, and I'm going to ask you about the Yankees. Oh, okay. Yeah, Max is here. He's got. I I don't know what he's got. 
What do you have? Just I just have random a, a bunch of random, random questions. questions. Okay, yeah. should, should we steal Brent's music again? Should we? Should we? Should we go the whole way with this? Well, let's do it. Okay, let's just do it. Okay, I'll give you some time. Please hold. Please hold. How about Lane Kiffin though? There we go. And let's go with the other ones longer. There we go. Okay. Here we go. Let's let's start with the the questions. Okay. Who's gonna win more games this year? CC Sabathia or Jordan Montgomery? Who? That is a good question. Uh. Who do you think? I'll go with Jordan Montgomery. Why? Uh, I really liked what I saw his rookie year. Um, I think that he will, on average, go longer into games than CeCe. We saw in the playoffs the the, the, the Yankees had a very short hook for CeCe Sabathia, uh, so I wouldn't be surprised to see that carryover. Yeah, stepping into a much bigger role this year, you would assume, Yeah, right? Montgomery, and Montgomery will have the, the training wheels off, so to speak. And you know what you're going to get out of him. More home runs, Stanton or Judge this year? I will go Judge... Because Judge will be hitting in front of Stanton. Seeing, yeah, he'll be protected. So by he'll get him. he'll get a lot of fastballs. Did you see the stat that if uh, Stanton had played in New York last season, he would have hit twenty percent more yeah, home which runs, would have put which him would seventy three. Yep, that's ridiculous. Yep. That's just because Yankee Stadium is so much small, plays so much smaller. Yeah. than Marlins Park. Definitely a hitters friendly park. Uh, makes, more so than Marlins Park. Yeah, definitely. Uh, makes sense to keep Giancarlo for the short term, short term, then trade him for Harper and sign Machado. Is that a thing, or do you not want it to be a thing? Or <laughs> is that a thing? Is it's that a rumor? rumor it's out a there? rumor. Uh, wow. Um, they said keep keep Giancarlo for this mm. year, maybe next trade him for Harper and then sign Machado this off season. I mean, definitely sign Machado. I want that to happen. Um, I don't. I don't know. Um, it's hard to pick between Harper and, and Stanton. Yeah. You get a little more in the field with Harper, I think. A little bit. But you don't need Stan's that. A, Stan's a pretty good outfielder. You don't um, need that, though. You just DH. DH him. You get the lefty bat, too. Yeah. With Harper. You get a lot more personality with Harper. Will be I, nice and call it personality. Well, yeah. I don't know if I, um, it'll be interesting to see if and how that will translate yeah, to the New York I, media. I don't know if I like that. I don't. I don't know if I like that. No, I. I I'll keep Stanton. Okay. I mean, it, I, either way, you're winning a lot of games or, with those guys in your lineup, right? And you can also do the thing where that that you did with Chapman, where you traded for him for pennies on the dollar and sold him for a dollar fifty, and then re-signed him for well, pretty much. The same you don't thing. have to do that part, but right? Yeah, you, yeah. You know, you could you could do the part where. You, you traded for him for nothing, which is what the Yankees did with, with Chapman and really what they did with, with Stanton, too. And then if you can trade him away, well, Stanton's still got a no contract, so you, no trade, so you wouldn't really have the leverage, but A lot of whatever. legalities to go yeah, through, but... There's, there's a lot to get to. I don't know. I don't love that idea. All right. If the Orange don't win tonight and... Uh... Or if the Orange don't win convincingly tonight and don't finish the non-conference in a convincing fashion, how badly will that come back to hurt them come selection time? If they went out, but it's Man. not convincing, do you think Man. that'll matter? No, not not no. much. No, because remember, you're you're looking at it on paper, right? You're, you're looking at all of this on paper. You're looking at it all as, hey, this team beat this team, this team, and this team, and and sure, there are scores there and everything, but uh, come selection Sunday, nobody's gonna remember that you were down double digits to Georgetown, right? Like. The selection committee's got way more on their minds than what happened in each one of those games. So no, as long as you win these games and you win them by you know your your eight to ten points, I don't see an issue because Georgetown's going to go down as an eight as a seven point win, right? Like we know that was not a seven point game for Syracuse the entire way, and the selection committee 
you know, whether they know that or not, by season's end, I don't think they'll realize that. Better win tonight or against St. Bonaventure? I think Bonaventure. A little bit I think of Bonaventure, opponent. yeah. I, I think they're a little bit of a better team. I, I think that uh, that's a team that you can make a case, or, or you definitely could have coming into the year, you could have made a case that they were an at-large team uh, for the NCAA tournament. I don't think the same for Buffalo. Gotcha. Uh, it, can we just give Tom Brady the MVP after Sunday's comeback win officially, or do you think someone else will sneak in and get it? Uh, well, now that Antonio Brown is hurt and Carson Wentz is hurt and, you know, everybody's dropping like flies. I mean, who else is in the conversation? What is it, Todd Gurley? Probably. Uh, yeah, I'd, I'd probably go Brady. Le'Veon Bell? Yeah, can maybe. You s- switch him for AB, maybe. maybe? Uh, can the Steelers still be effective in the playoffs without Antonio Brown? Uh, no, I think they need him back. I think they need him back. He, he's so dynamic. He does so much. Think about it just on Sunday, right? If Antonio Brown's not hurt, he's the one running the slant at the end of the game, right? Like, he's the one doing that on, on the fake spike. I think he's really important for that team. Uh, they, they need him back. Reports are that he's going to be back for the playoffs. Yeah, he, so, it's the first time he's been hurt since 2012. Hasn't missed a game since then. Uh, he's got a partially torn calf, they're calling... That sounds it. painful. It does sound really painful, obviously. I certainly would not be back in three weeks to do anything remotely athletic. No, but it's the playoffs. So sure. Get a shot of cortisone or whatever you need. Whatever painkiller. Um, fair. Yeah, fair, right? Let's see. If Jimmy Can Jimmy Garoppolo be the 49ers savior in the future? Yes. Yes. He looks legit. Build he around him. He looks really, really good. Um, I said this yesterday to Steve, but is that the one that Bill Belichick is going to regret? Like when he gets rid of people, there's no he has no issue with getting rid of them, right? Like cut loose Wes Welker, and then he stunk. You know, you you cut loose Randy Moss, and and there was nothing left in the tank. You know, he 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 has no problem getting rid of people. Um, he, he traded Jamie Collins, and what's Jamie Collins been doing since they traded him? Absolutely and they, nothing. And they traded him like in his prime. So. Yeah. I think this might be the one that he regrets. I think he might look back at this one and be like, you know what? I might want that back. Because he's, again, Brady's 40. How much longer is he going? You could always trade back for him. <laughs> With your tail that between be, your legs. That would be funny. That would be good. There's two games there's enough a, for there's Thomas. There's a trade back there's provision. A tra- yeah, no trade. <laughs> in his contract. There's a gift backs. There's two games enough for Thomas Davis. Yeah. Yeah. My problem is... What if if he got two games? How did Gronk only get one? Yeah, we can keep going and, back and to I, that. And I always go back to that. So yeah, two games was enough. It was in line with the one earlier in the season, uh, Danny Trevathan. Yep, of, of the Bears. It was in line with that. that also, guy, Devontae Adams. That's his yep, third concussion yeah. in fourteen months. By the way, unbelievable. It's not uh, not good. No, no, not good. Um, Trevathan's suspension got brought down to one. So. This will probably get brought down to one. Yeah. Who knows? I mean, this just got to stop. Yes. Really? Yes. Uh, if you had to pick a version of Kobe, would you pick 8 or 24? <sighs> wow. That's a good question. Uh, I would take 8. Athleticism? Because it was healthy. <laughs> that's fair. Because 8 played 10 years healthy. 24 played 10 years. Yeah. Yeah. Eight. Put up the same numbers. Yeah. Put up virtually the same numbers. 24 it, a little less efficient. It, 24 did it on his own for the most part. I mean, he didn't have Shaq. He had Pal Gasol, who's a Hall of Famer. But Not he didn't Shaq. have Shaq. Uh, he won an MVP in 24. 
No, I'd take eight. Okay. I'd take eight. Uh, good deal for Lane Kiffin. Ten years. Are you a fan of that? I am. I love it. It's the first I, time. I uh, love I love the fact that Lane Kiffin can just chill in Boca, win a boatload of games, and just be weird. Yeah, won 10 games for FAU. First time in 13 years in FBS school. That's the most games they've won. Uh, they and he can just went and he three can just and nine for three straight years. And he can just be this weird guy down there who trolls Nick Saban on Twitter, and nobody will care, right? Can you like see everybody them, will just laugh at it. Can you see them being a top 25 team next year? If they sure, keep winning? why not? I don't even know who they play to be honest. I don't with either. You, but all right, let's, they play uh, tonight. Watch them. <laughs> I will watch them tonight, actually. Um, but how who, about that? A 10 year deal. Think about this. Nick Lane Kiffin did a gr- a really good job at Alabama, right? Had no head coaching, t- no interest. Went argue, to FAU. You could, you could argue that if he was still the offensive coordinator, he would have beaten Clemson because Sarkeesian he called a poor, yeah, poor game. That he might have, uh, but there was no interest other than FAU. He goes to FAU, he wins ten games, no interest in him. I know he's had failed failures before, but that's fascinating. Last one before we hit the break. Do you okay. believe in UFOs? <laughs> no, no. I love this story, though. I really do. Because, look, I'll, this is going to sound insane. This is, I, I hesitate to say this. I hesitate to say this because it's going to sound insane. There are probably aliens somewhere, right? Like One would like, think. Like, the likelihood is that there is life on some other planet somewhere in this whatever we call it. Um, we haven't discovered that yet. Are you sure? I, I don't think we have. Have we? I don't think we have. We might have. Um, I loved that UFO report so much. I thought it was so funny. I thought it was so interesting. Um, I also thought it was funny that the video was like one of those circular ones out of like an 80s cartoon. Like, if if some life form from some planet we haven't figured out how to reach decided to build something to come here, I'm sure they were watching Scooby-Doo to design their spaceship. I love the fact that the guy, the Navy guy, was like, I don't know, I've never seen anything like it. And then he finishes the interview with, I want to fly him, though. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Unbelievable. I kind of, I kind of like, hope this is a thing. It would be way more fun if it was, right? I, or do you want it to just be a witch hunt? Like, do we want this to be Bigfoot, or do we want it to, like, actually be a thing? I want it to actually be a thing. Yeah, I'm not sure. Not sure how you feel? That's all I got for you, too, by the way. Okay. So... Well, we went through the entire bed. Uh, you ready with a sports center? I am ready with a sports All right. center. Hour number one in the books. Brian Higgins coming up in a couple of minutes. But first, Max with a sports center.